Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, and that includes North Carolina head football coach Mac Brown, our old colleague, coming up at 9, 10 a.m. Eastern, just about 10 minutes from now. Big news from them in the college football world yesterday, but let's roll by going from A to Z to get you caught up on everything in the NBA, starting with... Dame Lillard, who went for 34 as the Blazers spoil the Lakers' return to the playoffs, 193. Dame scored as many points in the final seven minutes as everybody, LeBron, AD, and the Lakers combined. The Lakers not the only top seed to lose. The Bucks fall to the Magic in an absolute stunner. The Celtics over the Sixers, but they won't have Gordon Hayward for about a month. The Rockets over the Thunder, 123-108. James Harden said the offense was clicking in a special way. He had 37. We'll talk more NBA coming up at the bottom of the hour with our Malika Andrews, who has been in the bubble since late June. She's pretty much seen everything that's happened since they moved it down to Florida. We'll get her perspective and look forward to another quadruple header coming up here at the bottom of the hour. But at the top of the hour, the top story for so many of you and Key and Jay and me is the NFL. We can't wait for the season to return. One of the big stories after the NFC Championship game lost by the Packers and the drafting of Jordan Love by the Green Bay Packers is how much time does Aaron Rodgers have left in Green Bay? He's openly asked that question himself. For a little perspective, who would know better than Brett Favre, who was obviously supplanted by Rodgers, and he had an inkling, Brett did, it was coming, and he kind of feels the same way for Aaron Brett said this on Greeny's radio show. When we drafted Aaron, we were coming off of a bad year. When they drafted Jordan Love this year, they were coming off of a a player two or a player away from the Super Bowl, which is one of the reasons I said I was a little bit surprised that they didn't go with an immediate need. I think Aaron felt the same way, too. The reality kind of hits you, if it hadn't already, that – the end is nearer than it had been at any other time in your career. Keyshawn, I was visibly just watching you while that was playing on ESPN2. If you're listening on your smart speakers or in your car, you physically put forth a fist. You kind of <laughs> pounded it on your knee. It looked like it hurt. Yeah. Well, because I wanted Adams to catch that ball. <laughs> I mean, it was slightly thrown behind him, and it's one of those big moments. You're getting ready, you're in the NFC Championship game. Figure out how to make it stick. That was a disaster. That game was a total disaster. But Brett is right. They were one round away from the Super Bowl. And essentially, as crazy as it sounds, the Packers have chosen their head coach, Matt LaFleur, over Aaron Rodgers. That is a stunning statement. But they really haven't. I think when you look at it, though, uh, Z and J, they drafted a guy. And it's been for many years that Ron Wolf, who's a former general manager who put those great teams together. Highly respected guy. Yeah. He's drafted. He liked drafting quarterbacks, the mindset. And I think you, what happened is people just assume that he's on his way out because this is sort of what happened to Brett Favre. But Brett Favre, for as many years as I can remember, every year he put it on pause. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll let you guys know. And it was like every single year, every single year, to the point where uh, they finally just said, you know what, Aaron, we've seen enough of Aaron Rodgers over the last three years. We think we can do it with him. Aaron goes on, wins the Super Bowl. Brett goes on, take a couple, take the Minnesota Vikings to the NFC Championship game. Now, look, they can't do anything with him until 2022 if my numbers serve me right okay. before Jordan Love can take over just based on salary cap 
complications that they could potentially have if they do anything with Aaron Rodgers in the next couple years. With that being said, Aaron Rodgers can go on and win a championship next year or the year after. Then what? Then whose side are they going to choose? They didn't get him the help that we thought that they probably should have gotten. But in all honesty, in the first round, there was really no wide receiver worthy of a first-round pick that was going to make a major difference in their offense. They could have gotten somebody maybe for value at a later position or maybe somebody in via free agency. Instead, the guys that were off the board already, they were already gone. The CeeDee Lambs of the world were already gone. The, the Henry Ruggses were gone. Jerry so what Judy's, do you, yeah. Jerry Judy's, were, well, they were not there. So what do you do? You just decide that I'm going to take a quarterback because – I need one in this league. Aaron Rodgers has missed time over the last several years. We've seen what their backups look like with Brett Huntley when he was backing up. That didn't look so good, right? And so at the end of the day, what was the guy in Cleveland, Cleveland Browns, um, guy that went to Notre Dame? I can't think of his oh, name. Oh, Deshaun Kaiser. The Kaiser. Yeah. We saw what that looked like. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they like, we got to find somebody that can be his backup for the next several years into such due time we make a move. Fair enough. What do you think, Jay? Uh, it's just really interesting to watch all these head coaches and the relationships with their quarterbacks. Obviously, I don't think Matt LaFleur has done himself a favor by saying he's our quarterback until he's not. I mean, I, I think publicly saying something like that, and I guess the question is, you know, I'll ask you, Key, because obviously this is your specialty. Could one consider the 13 wins that they had last year? Did they exceed expectations? Because a lot of those wins were by small margins. Do you think they'll get back to those numbers? And if they don't get back to that same win count, if they decrease in that win count, doesn't that ultimately put more pressure on that organization to say, hey, we have Jordan Love that's right here in the waiting that maybe can help us get to that place? Aaron Rodgers threw for – I don't even want his numbers in front of me, but his numbers were stupid, right? He threw for, I want to say, 4,500 yards or something like that. His touchdown-interception ratio was ridiculous. He led him to the NFC Championship. He can't block for himself. Okay, only guy I've ever seen do everything is, is Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny on first, Bugs Bunny on second, Bugs Bunny on third, Bugs Bunny at home. That's it. Bugs Bunny in the outfield. He can't catch, run, kick, pass, play defense. He can't do it all. So if they can get him just a little bit of help, as Stephen A. would say, he's a bad man. man. I mean, like, seriously. Again, much like I said with Tom Brady, I take Aaron Rodgers' left hand and have him throw to me. In my playing days. That's how good he is, man. The dude is is ridiculous. But if the front office is stubborn and decide that they want to build a team a certain way, you got to let them build a team a certain way. How about these numbers? This is also very dangerous for me if you were here earlier today, but I have confidence. 4,002 yards. Okay, I said 4,500. But this is the real number. 26 touchdowns. Four picks. So four wow. grand, 26 touchdowns, wow. four picks, 12 regular season wins, one game from with, the Super Bowl. With that, that he was dealing with, Devontae Adams is really the only viable Agreed. receiver that he had. He's and really also, the only one. If you think about it, though, when you look at Jordan Love, what would the communication be like? We know it was frosty between Favre and Rodgers initially. What do you think it's going to be like from Rodgers to Love? Obviously, training camp is underway. It's not my job, man. It's not my job to to move you along. It's not my job. That's yeah. your job as the coach. I'm here, and if he asks me some things, then cool. But it's not my job to bring you along and teach you. Watch me be a professional. You know, I had I had young receivers come around me. They were not going to get on the field. I wasn't even worried about it. You're not getting on the field until I say you're getting on the field. That means that I'm not playing anymore. That was my mentality. They couldn't beat you out. Oh, it wasn't going to happen. 
it just wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to allow it to happen. I, I remember famously telling uh, uh, Bill Parcells, he wanted to talk about draft. I said, you should. You're going to waste that pick. <laughs> now, and, and because that's the mentality. And Aaron Rodgers had a saying, he's not worried about, we're worried about Jordan Love for Aaron Rodgers because we're looking at it and saying it's unfair. You draft players every single year at the position. Every team is either going to draft a guy or sign him as an undrafted free agent. And that's what it is. And when Rodgers said, Jay, and he had some key swag when he said it, he essentially said a couple days after Love was drafted, because I think a lot of people were surprised by that, mostly Aaron Rodgers himself, he essentially said, it's cool. I'm going to be the quarterback of this team for the foreseeable exactly. future. Man, yeah, exactly. Absolutely, absolutely 100%. Well, just because somebody drafts somebody doesn't mean that you're automatically going to come in and get a lot of playing time. And, and for a guy like Jordan Love, hey, look, you just got to get in where you fit in. That was one of the best lines I heard my rookie year. It's good. Get in where you fit in, learn as much as you can, and watch. And watch, watch Aaron Rodgers go to work man, every single day. I learned from when I got drafted by the Jets, I learned from the veteran dudes at all the positions that was there. And that's it. There was no nothing. They they got it. They understood when the time came where the rock was going. Hmm. We should mention that that interview, the full interview with Brett Favre, can be heard on Greeny, Mike Greenberg's new radio show. The show airs from 12 to 2 Eastern. If you want to tune in to have Greeny talk to a Green Bay legend, you can hear it at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you to check out ESPN Audio at Home by telling Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at Home is brought to you by Mercedes Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes Benz Vans are ready for anything. The upcoming college football season apparently is hanging on by a thread. It appears next spring might be the soonest, and that's if we have a better handle on the virus by then. then. Power 5 commissioners met today to further discuss the possibility that all fall sports may be needed to be postponed. No one has talked about a plan if the season is canceled. Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence posting on social media that players want to play this season. Moments away from Mac Brown joining us. He is in his second tour of duty at the University of North Carolina, where he was successful, super successful, in turning around one of the worst programs when he got there the first time with the Tar Heels. They did an excellent job. Then he joined us here at ESPN, where he was an outstanding analyst, Saturday nights on ABC, and now he is back for year two. I did see a story that his wife said, if we're going to move back anywhere and you're going to coach, it's going to be in Chapel Hill. I know Mac and his wife loved it, and it's great to have Mac join us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zoom here on ESPN Radio. Mac and all of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. First things first, Coach, right now, the ACC, of course, you're a member institution there. All systems go. We haven't heard from you directly on how you feel this is all going to work out with college football. You guys are set to play. How do you feel about it? Well, Zubin, first, congratulations to you guys on your new show. It'll be fun to watch and Secondly, I just heard, uh, get in where you fit in, which I really like. I'll be using that throughout the day. (laughs) And then if I was coaching Keyshawn, I'd know where the rock was going to go. It'd go to him every time. That's all we did. We'd throw it up high and let the big guy go get it. So uh, I did learn a few things already in your the the early part of your show here. Uh, Zubin, I I think the the biggest thing is I'm I'm proud of the uh, president's uh, for listening to the medical experts uh, in the ACC and slowing down because they've never said we're going to play in the fall. They've said we're working toward playing in the fall. And all of us want to play if it's safe. 
And, and that's the, the, the question mark. And what we found is that the, the football part has been safe. It's making sure that the, the young people, uh, our staff, our student staff, our players, everybody uh, goes through the guidelines when they leave our, our area. We had a, a fun practice yesterday. Uh, one of the things that we get to do that you don't and people across the country don't get to do is be around these incredible young people. They're having a blast. They're having fun. They're, they're safer here in many cases than other students or if they were at home because they get three meals a day. We've, we've got our, our facilities. We're, we're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep everything sanitized. The, they, they've got uh, doctors and trainers around them every minute of every day. They, they've got uh, nutritionists that are helping them stay healthy. We're, uh, we're walking distance from a hospital. So uh, our guys feel very safe. They feel very comfortable, and, and they want to play. And what I have told our, our administration is, as long as it's safe, I'm all in. I'm 100%. If at any point our medical experts think that it's not safe for anyone, uh, any of our players, any of our coaches, uh, then then we're out. And, and we'll, we'll move to the spring or wherever they tell us to go. But uh, uh, my job is to lead this team. Uh, I feel like we're going to play. We're headed in that direction. I wish everybody would do what they're told and, and wear a mask and and uh, social distance and, and keep our, our hands sanitized. And, and then we would get our, our country cleaned up because football is a minor part of all of this. We, we're losing lives and, and jobs and, and houses and places to stay. And uh, so let's clean it up. Let, let's do what we're supposed to do. Let's have discipline as a country and, and, and make sure that, number one, we clean up our country. And, and, and then all of our children and kids can go back to school and, and then we'll be able to play football safely. Coach, what are the biggest challenges about maintaining a bubble-like uh, you know, environment on your college campus? The biggest thing is when they leave us. Guys, uh, when they're here, they're, they're great. And, and we have a stick at practice. We have a, a jumbotron that, that screams social distance and spread out. And we're having to coach COVID now. We're, we're coaching as part of your new, new discipline uh, and wearing a mask. And, and it is becoming more than normal for us and for them. I don't think about the mask as much as I did when I first put it on. And, and uh, we have to have it on at all times. And, and our players, uh, for, for both of you athletes, it, it, in basketball it was different. But Keyshawn, our players either have to have the double shield on on their helmet while they're playing, or they have to have their mask pulled up while they're playing. Mm. And then when they're on the sideline, they have to social distance, and they have to have one of those two on. So keep your helmet on uh, or pull your mask up. And and even when they, they go get water, they, they keep their mask up. They have their own water bottle. They sanitize their hands before they drink their, their Gatorade or water bottle. They sanitize it again before they put it back in. They pull their mask back up and, and go back to work. And, and these kids have been incredible. It's not normal. It's not easy to do, but they're trying their best to do what's right, to keep everybody safe, um, because they do want to play. And I think the other thing that's important, and, and you three know this, a lot of people out there don't, we have told our guys every day, if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't want to play, lay out. Opt out this year and keep your scholarship and come back and join us in January if it cleans up then. If not, You've got your scholarship till May, and, 
and then we'll look at where things are then. But the, there shouldn't be a person, um, a, a parent or a player on our team who is uncomfortable playing because they've been told just about every day, you don't have to do this unless you want to. This is a choice. You're, you're not a professional athlete. Coach, I've heard you say a couple times, spring, spring, spring. How difficult will it be to try to run a season during the spring knowing that you have the fall season coming right up in September, you have the draft, you have all of those sort of things that you have to look forward to? I'm hoping we can play in the fall because the spring does complicate things. It, it complicates early high school enrollees. Are they eligible immediately? Would they be playing? Uh, a guy like Sam Howell, he would play in the spring and then play again in the fall in and, and two years. After three years of playing, he would be eligible for the NFL draft. So he, he's out of here a year before uh, he normally would be. And is, is that healthy for a young guy going to the NFL? And then you've got the draft. You've got the combine. You've got would players hold out. Uh, you, you've got uh, you're up against college basketball season and a lot of the spring sports your, your, or winter sports. You're up against high school football. Uh, which will be different just because it'll it'll be played now in, in February in the state of North Carolina. Um, the the weather is different. We'd be going to Notre Dame or Pittsburgh in February. Um, so there's so many. And then do you have to move back the fall season if you play into May? Uh, so I, I think that uh, the the biggest thing on my mind, and, and will it be any safer in the spring than it is now? We, we're not assured of that. So right. if it's safe now, let's go. Let, let's play because I hate to see uh, this year disrupt next year simply because uh, we, we moved it back. Mac, Jay Williams here. First and foremost, I hope you're doing well, brother. Always enjoy spending time with you when we've been here at ESPN. Thanks, Jay. But I wanted to ask you, you've been so outspoken about college football needing a commissioner. If that comes to fruition, like what role do you see the NCAA playing in all that? Jay, right now the, the NCAA has got their plate full because they, they've got so many different sports and rules that they're changing, and, and, and it, it's very, very difficult for them because we can't just have the normal rules. COVID has changed everything, and, and we've got to help players. We've got to help people. There, there's more depression. There's more anxiety. There, uh, there, there's more addiction right now than, than ever before. So uh, we have to make sure that we're reaching out and giving everybody a break and some advantages during this very difficult time. I didn't like the fact that the, the, the five leagues in Power Five weren't all on the same page. I thought we all should have come back the same number of days before we, we played. I thought we all should have had uh, the same rules. We, we either all should play or we shouldn't play. And I'd love to have everybody get in a room. Jay and, and Keyshawn like the old college football uh, association when uh, they were all together and, and the presidents came and the athletics directors came and the faculty reps came and, and everybody sat down with, with Chuck Ninus at one point in our careers and everybody was on the same page. Maybe you didn't agree, but at, at least we all came out the same. And right now we're all over the place and, and I don't like that. So whether it's a commissioner of college football, whether it's a coordinator, You'd still have your NCAA. You still have the uh, AFCA with Todd Berry, and those guys do a great job, but they don't have voting power. And, and I'd like for somebody to sit in the room and, and be able to get everybody's thoughts and pull everything to, together, and let's have a singular voice. And, and right now, we, we've got uh, uh, voices that are all over the place, and, 
I hate that one day, yeah, we're not going to play because it's not safe. Well, we are going to play because it is safe, and, and it's confusing. The message is confusing to, to people, and I would like to see us get back on the same page. Thanks a lot, Coach Mack. You know, I'm still mad at you, though. I know, and I yeah. like it. Yeah, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still mad, but that's okay. That, that's you, you, you deserve that W over our Trojans in the national championship, but I'm still mad. <laughs> hey, I, I am, I am happy that you're mad because I would be sad if you weren't mad. What a great game that was and a lot of fun for college football. No doubt about it. One other thing we couldn't get to what I want to quickly mention is how well Mac is recruiting. It's a big story for people that follow the sport 24, seven, 365 North Carolina is on fire on the recruiting trail and hopefully we'll see some games starting in September. Coach, thanks. Best of luck. Appreciate you joining us this morning. Mac, take, take it easy on my Blue Devils, man. Take it easy <laughs> on us, all right? See, I can't do that either. I know. That's tough. Thanks, guys. Right. You have a wonderful day and stay safe. You too, He's Mac the Brown. Best. He's the best. No doubt. And that's coming from a dookie. AFCA, American Football Coaches Association. He mentioned Chuck Ninas. He was the former interim commissioner of the Big 12. He's a big guy in college sports. So Mac is in with the guys that really count real quick. He went for the key all-or-nothing proposition. You know, certain leagues are in certain hot spots. Certain leagues are in better places. He didn't want that. He wanted uniformity. He essentially said either we're all back or we're not back. Clearly, that's not the plan we're taking, but would you have preferred something like that? That seems sensible. It's sensible, but I'm still against playing right now because I don't know enough about it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just it, – it, why are we trying to play? And if push came to shove, Max seemed to indicate he kind of agrees with you. If yeah. push came yeah. to shove. If, 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 if medical experts are clearing the runway, like real medical experts, <laughs> like not university, like I'm talking like real scientists and doctors and PhDs and scientists, then I'm cool with it. No, I don't need my trainer telling me, oh, it's good to go out there. No, I'm, can, I'm good. Can I pose two other sides of the argument? Because I, I, we're getting the break, but I, maybe we could do this on the back end. But sure. coming up, next segment, I'm, I'm actually starting to lean more towards the middle okay. on this conversation. And I want to tell people why when we come back from it's the break. It's a fluid situation, right? Yes, the it more is. data we get, the better opinion we can form. Still to come, what's it like to be in the bubble since June? In the NBA bubble, every day, all day, since June, we'll talk to somebody who has done just that and won't leave until a champion is crowned. Inside Perspective, that is on the way. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're going to get to our Malika Andrews in the bubble in just one moment for our NBA conversation, but Jay is very hot on the college football season. We're going to talk about it at 9.45 a.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. If you're a college football fan for the most part, either you're Jones in for September 12th for your opener, September 26th for your opener, or if you're a couple leagues, no opener at all. And I can see Jay talking on ESPN. He's sort of giving me the... I'm starting, yeah. I'm starting to lean towards the middle. We'll tell you in that before, I, before we let you go, though. Yeah, at 9.45 a.m. Eastern. Let's bring in Malika Andrews. She has had one of the more unique experiences, I think, in sports media this year. She has essentially been in the bubble since late June, and she could be there through the middle of October. She'll be there all the way through the conclusion of the NBA Finals, and she joins us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will Zubin here on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Malika, you've been covering the Bucks now for a couple years. They had a stunning loss in the bubble to the Nets, which was one of the bigger upsets we've seen in the NBA regular season-wise in years, and then a stunning loss to the Magic in Game 1 in the playoffs yesterday. From what you've been seeing from them, the way you've been around this organization, this ball club, how did yesterday's loss look to you? Well, first of all, gentlemen, congratulations on the show. I was excited to come on, and so you reminded me about the length of my stay. Now Sorry I'm like, about eh, that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the Bucks, here's here's the thing. Any of those losses individually, right, you should be able to look at them as, okay, with Milwaukee, they were not – or excuse me, with, with Milwaukee's game against the Nets, they were not playing Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo at their full minutes, right, because they were still in this – in those eight series – or those eight games, we were watching a lot of teams be very careful with how they utilize their star players knowing that the playoffs were coming. So then we get to the Magic game, right? If if they hadn't gone three and five during those eight seeding games, there wouldn't be that much cause for concern, right? There's this, well, it's one game. The Magic also beat Toronto in game one of uh, their first series in the playoffs last year. Toronto went on to win the championship. It, it's just that because Milwaukee has looked a little bit disjointed, it's completely valid to do a little bit of a double take and say, huh, is there something there? That being said, in being around this team, and you know this, guys, Giannis is one of the most competitive guys I have ever been around, and that's at a macro level, too. He has competed, in a sense, with himself to make himself into the player that he is today. And so when I was walking around in the hallways outside of the locker room, because we aren't actually allowed in the locker room with the new social distancing rules, there were a lot of guys that were shaking their head a little bit. But then George Hill said, we need to do some soul-searching. We're going to be all right. 
but we need to focus a little bit more, put our finger on what it is that's going wrong. Wrong. Yana said we need to play harder, play smarter, and have a little bit more fun. But game two is going to be very telling because Vucevic had his way wherever he wanted, whenever he wanted in game one. Malika, I first wanted to tell you uh, I am so happy for you. Uh, you have been thank ascending you. so fast, and it's so great to watch. You've been doing such an exquisite job down there. So thank you for all your hard work. Uh, secondly, I want to say, you know, some breaking news. I guess the NBA and the union agreed to let non-restart teams yeah. train in individual team bubbles. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, yeah. So what that means is that basically ever since it came to fruition that there were going to be just 22 teams coming into this restart, which is something that – uh, you know, nearly every team, save for one, signed off on. Um, and eventually, you know, they were kind of all supportive of this idea just in terms of safety. Those excluded eight teams um, have been pushing to have some sort of, at first it was the was an idea of a bubble of their own, so they wouldn't have to go, you know, potentially, you know, nine, ten, however many months it will be once this the 2021 season actually starts up without playing five-on-five basketball. That did not seem like it was going to be a viable option because in order for them to do that, they would have to at least have the same standards that there are in Orlando, and that is incredibly costly. It was uh, something that had to be planned very, very carefully. And then there's also only a handful of venues can, that can um, accept that sort of basketball traffic, if you will. So ever since then, those eight teams have been working with the league and the MBPA to say, hey, we need to be able to get our guys together at some point because otherwise we're going to potentially risk injury. Obviously, there's going to potentially be some chemistry issues. We just want to have our guys together. So over time, it is now worked into guys will be able to meet with their individual teams and be able to do some sort of workouts. They're going to be very limited, an hour here, an hour there. This is what uh, the five-on-five contact will be able to be. This is how the testing will be around it. But it's something that they've been working towards for a while because they just didn't want to have this incredibly long layoff for those mostly developing teams. There was a reason that they weren't included in this 22-game bu- or 22-team bubble. It's because they didn't have the record that showed that they had a chance of getting into the playoffs. So they need that time together. This is what GMs have been pushing for, pushing for I've been told, ever since the, the bubble, quote-unquote, came into light. Malika, let's get back on the court. The Celtics, obviously, they lose Gordon Hayward to a yeah, yeah. sprained ankle for at least four weeks. How detrimental would this be to uh, the Celtics moving forward? Oh, it's tough. I mean, Keyshawn, someone someone mentioned to me the other day, well, wasn't Gordon Hayward going to leave anyway for the birth of his child? Absolutely. That is that is totally true. But what we saw with Mike Connolly is he left for a total of two, three days, right? This is going to be a, a four-week um, process. Now, certainly it could move up, you know, based off of how, how the swelling goes down. That was what I was told is that he was swollen very quickly after the game. I saw him uh, leave the arena on crutches. But this is a big hit for them because they are working on that depth. They're finding their, their, their key role players for this push. And also it's concerning because Gordon Hayward, while this is the other ankle, it is not the ankle that he suffered that catastrophic injury on. He does have a history of ankle injuries. So they're really feeling for him right now. He had worked, especially because he had worked so hard to be ready for this push, to be healthy for this push, and to have that happen in the first game of the playoffs. You could see it on his teammates' faces. Um, they were just really bummed for him. 
Well, they could take me to the 76ers because when I watched them play the other night, Joel Embiid had five shots in the first quarter. He was rolling. Then he took 10 shots for the rest of the game. How concerned do we need to be about the 76ers' trajectory and what's going to happen with this team? Well, here's the thing, and, and you know this maybe better than I do, Jay Will, is that the 76ers were already thin, right? Mm. And so that is that means that they're – starting five, and particularly Joel Embiid, he said it himself. He said, I need to be better. I know that every single part of my game, I asked him about it. He says, I know that I have to, my individual success is inextricably linked to the success of this team. And so he said, I need to be better. I need to be better offensively. I need to be better with my rebounding, even though he did a pretty good job in that game. Um, I need to be more locked in because my teammates feed off of me. And so he's putting that responsibility on his shoulders. The good news for Sixers fans is when Joel Embiid does decide to tune in that way and when he is healthy, he is without a doubt one of the best, you know, I mean, maybe the best, one of the best basketball players on the planet. It is no question. So he is going to have to kick into that next gear in order to help carry these Sixers because they just don't have the folks to step in if someone is having an off night right now. And they know that. That they do. We know there are four more games today. We'll see the Sixers and Celtics in game two with both teams, as Malika said, a little bit hobbled. And we'll continue to see who will be crowned the champion of the NBA's 74th season, unlike any of the previous 73, for the most obvious of reasons. Malika, thank you so much. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. Think about that. 74 years, they've always crowned a champion. We'll have one this year, and it'll be remembered forever. For some strange reasons. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests like Malika join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Still to come, Jay's an ACC guy, that's for sure, but he's moving closer to the thought process of the Big Ten and the Pac-12 when it comes to college football or not. We'll see exactly where he wants to be. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I have Keyshawn, no rhythm. Keyshawn, I, I, I can't do anything. We're going to go out. Keyshawn's going to get the bottle. We're just going to sit back and relax. I want to see how you react if you wear the same gear if you're out. Bottle service on key? Yeah, oh, you saw all the contracts he got. Read, 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 man, read the thing and get him teed up so we can go. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to go with the college football season is the question. September 12th for some leagues, September 26th for others. No football for a couple. Jay, you've been talking about this. We've all been talking about this as sports fans here as we've heard all the data come in, all the conference commissioners make their rulings. They seem firm. Kevin Warren and the Big Ten, they ain't doing nothing. They made their decision. They're sticking with it. But you're being a little bit more flexible. Take us inside your change here. So I was talking to my wife last night, and I asked her, I was like, you know, okay, if our daughter was older, if she were playing soccer or volleyball, would you let her go to school? Uh, considering everything happening right now, even if there are no fans. And she said, well, look, for her mental health, yes, I think right now I would lean towards letting her go. I, I don't know how she would act if she was cooped up at home for four to five to six months and things of that sort. And it just got me to start thinking, you know, the situation we had Mac Brown on that happened at North Carolina, all their students had to leave and they're kind of refocused on parallel learning. You know, you can make an argument that now it becomes more of a controlled environment. Now, I know there's the money aspect of it that gets Keisha and I riled up, but you can say now we can actually control the environment because now the students, you know, aren't really partaking in the same activities as the players. You kind of take that factor away. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I would say about this whole situation is this. When you start looking at some of these towns in which these schools are located, if you're thinking about Starkville, Mississippi for Mississippi State or you know, uh, for Alabama, Tuscaloosa, things of that sort. Look at the money that these sports programs bring in for these local towns. Businesses. Right? Like for Alabama, they generate $25 million for every home game. So think about the local restaurants. I have a restaurant in New York City. It's been tough. We've had to furlough so many people. We've been struggling to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. Think about the Uber drivers. Think about the hotels. Think about the people. Now, I know it's a lot of pressure to put on the players, but you can destroy these economies. And uh, I'm not saying that people should jeopardize their health in, in, in replacement for that. But at the same time, I, it's just murky. It's very murky. And uh, I, I think it's really tough for these athletes that want to play. And I just, I'm just starting to be moved towards the middle ground here where, you know, I, I need more evidence. But at the same time, it's just not an easy decision just for me to say, just don't play. Don't, you know, I don't know. It's getting tough for me. I just want to be real with everybody. This is a, this is a fluid situation. It, it, the, the individuals, Kevin Warren, the commissioner at the Big Ten, and Larry Scott, the commissioner at the Pac-12, got the information from medical experts, and they made decisions based on that information. And that information is they shouldn't play. And if that's the information that you're getting, you use that information. If the ACC is saying, and the SEC and the Big 12 and all their all the doctors and everybody saying, yeah, you can play, you should play, you should play, then they have to make that call. And that judgment call, as far as going to school, my kids are homeschooled, and I worry about the the, the mental 
health part of it. And my younger kids and my older son is, is homeschooled online. Mm-hmm. But I've implemented things where they're going to be able to travel and move around a little bit and kind of get out and not but just see, stuck but between the wall. But you have the, the, mean, you have no, the means not, to do that, saying, though, brother. I'm There's also educational disparities that are happening you know, in the economy, and not everybody has those same resources. No, no, I'm not just saying travel to at the one percenter level. I'm talking about just being able to be active, be get mobile. out and be out and do things. Not just you don't have to stay within the four walls. You can move around. You know, I think a lot of people think that you got to just stay in your house. No, you can move around. No, health well, over wealth, health over wealth. But you have to look at other considerations as well. I was just gonna say, you know, if, if you're Justin Fields or if you're somebody playing for Ohio State, I mean it. this line is incredible for what I'm about to say, though. But if the Bengals are playing, uh, you know, the the Browns are playing, the Cincinnati Bearcats are playing, Ohio football, high school football, they're playing. But yet Ohio State football isn't playing? Yeah. Those are things that if you're a kid, if you're 19, 20, 21 years old, you're asking yourself this. Wait, wait a second. Everybody else around me is allowed to play, but my league is saying I can't play. But again, though, man, Kevin Warren. I hear you on that. I'm with you on that. That's that's big for people to make a decision based on health and not try to just be care, not care just about the money. I hear you on that, too. I'm with you, Because Ohio State, you talk about Alabama's uh, revenue. What is Ohio State's revenue? Or Columbus, the, I agree. The, the big house, or not the big house, but the horseshoe yep. is good. They're going to beat me up for mm-hmm. calling it the big yeah, house. Call it the big, big house. house? The horseshoe Woo! sold out every single game. No question. And it is the one team that I unites the, the state. Yes, you did. They the other teams on live radio. Yeah, live radio and TV. They're going to get me. Mm-mm. I can see it now. Keyshawn knows nothing about Big Ten Conference, Ohio State, or Michigan. Sorry, you've been out west. You know, you weren't focused on, you know, Big Ten. Real quick, speaking of seeing it on TV and on the radio, Bill Belichick spoke this morning on the Cam Stidham debate. For everybody that thinks Cam's in the pole position, maybe this is posturing, maybe it's something else. Here's Bill this morning on that. Yeah, it might. I, look, I would, all, I would always say I'll do it. I think it's best for the team. It gives us the best chance to win. So, uh, whatever that is, I would. You know, I would certainly consider that. Let's run unbalanced line or double unbalanced line or, you know, 23 personnel or, you know, whatever it is. If that's if it helps us win, then, you know, I would consider anything. They'll play on opening Sunday against the Dolphins. Bill joined us on day number one. Typical Bill here, right, Keith? Yeah, that's the truth, though. You do what it takes to win. I mean, he's completely have shown us that over the years. You do what it takes to win, and if that means – Unbalanced line, the, the 23 personnel, whatever it is, if you got to have Stenham in at the same time and Cam at the same time, if that's the formation that you like, you do it. There's nothing There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. If Cam's not getting it done, Stenham, let's go. No, nah, no, nah, Cam is going to get it done, though, man. Okay, I'm he just saying. If he's not getting it done. Then you go with Stenham. Yeah, exactly. That, that's yeah. what I just said. You disagree yeah. with me, but you you argue with me. Why? It's good radio and TV. That's facts. We should also mention uh, Brian Hoyer in the discussion, but not really in the discussion. Stidham has thrown a grand total key of four passes in his career. Not going to (laughs) happen. Cam Newton will be out there against the Dolphins. See you mañana. We will see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. See you. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.